ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 30 of Sports with Jesus. And for the 30th time in Sports with Jesus, we talk about sports. We get witty. And Jesus is my middle name. My first name is Marcos. My last name is Yala. My middle name is Jesus. And it's in the sports with Jesus, man. Yo, we got to come up with a song, man. Let's go. Jesus is my middle name. Jesus is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man. Let's go for the 30th time. For the 30th time, man. For the 30th time. Let me hear some noise. Let me hear some noise for your boy. For your boy, man. 30th time. Wow. 30 episodes, man. 30 episodes, November 7th. We launched our 30th episode of Sports with Jesus, and we got a lot of we got a lot to talk about, guys. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of content. So a lot of games the past two days. Yesterday we saw the Giant game. Um. Today we saw the Jet game. Today we saw the Nick game. Today we saw the Nets game. And you already know, man. You already know. Again, busy working on that content. Um, let's get it, man. We're not gonna waste any time. Let's get right into episode thirty, man. We're gonna we're gonna start off with the Giants. So the Giants are facing the Raiders over there in Vegas. The Raiders just fired, you know, their head coach. They just fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels. And Antonio Pierce is making his debut as the interim coach, rookie head coach from Compton, man, South Central. You know, Giants face the Raiders as Giants get some key, the, the Giants are getting some key players back. Daniel Jones is back, making his return after missing a couple games with a neck injury. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is also out. He's still recovering from that rib. Andrew Thomas, the second highest paid offensive lineman, is back. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just going to get right into the action, man. We're just going to re- get right into the action. I'm going to talk about all the drives and how it went, man. Raiders, so the Raiders score first on six plays, 67 yards. No third downs on this drive. Jacoby Myers with a catch for a big gain. And... The Jets sweep for the touchdown. Raiders up 7-0 after the Giants went 3-0 and out on the first drive. And, you know, for the 16th straight opening drive, the Giants failed to score. And it's the most active streak in the NFL at the moment. For the 16th straight time, they open their opening drive doesn't result in a score. <laughs> Pathetic, pathetic offense. Daniel Jones' first pass over the head of Saquon Barkley. Like, it wasn't even close. So, whatever, man. Giants turned the ball over on down, on downs the next drive after failing a QB sneak. And, and fourth and third, I mean, on fourth and third, you do a QB sneak on fourth and third. With this O-line, bro? Come on, man. Turnover on downs. At the end of the first quarter, Daniel Jones goes down. 
And just as he came in, he miraculously came right back out. Daniel Jones goes down at the end of the first quarter. So it looked like he tripped up on the knee when Max Crosby was forcing, was coming with the pressure. He falls down, and usually he pops back up. But this time, you know, he was limping off the sideline, and the broadcasters were saying, hey, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. You know, he came up limping. He's limping. And then the next play to start off the second quarter, Daniel Jones drops back, and he falls straight down to the ground. He falls straight down to the ground. He's grabbing his knee. And Daniel Jones is out of the game. The rookie, Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, the kid from Jersey, comes in. Josh Jacobs having a resurgent game. He scored a touchdown for the Raiders. And the Raiders have a 14 to nothing lead. 14 to nothing. 14 to zero. 14 to zero. The following drive, Tommy DeVito finally gets a chance to throw for more than 10 yards. Finally gets a chance to throw pass more than 10 yards or more than 5 yards. You know, his first longest pass. And it's picked off. He goes for the deep ball and it's intercepted by the Raiders. And with that throw, is it's just not good for his confidence at all. You know, and it just proves Brian Dayball right that this kid, you know, he shouldn't throw. Hopefully he can have a short memory and bounce back and make some plays. First play after the interception, Trey Tucker makes a diving catch to bring the Raiders to first and goal. Setting up the Josh Jacob, setting up the Josh Jacob run for a touchdown, 21 to 0 Raiders. I mean Tommy DeVito is just cursed at this point when it comes to throwing the football. On the next drive, his next pass is picked off after it's deflected off of Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton can't come down with the pass, and it's an interception for the Raiders. This is the fourth time the Giants this season are trailing by 20 points or more. For the fourth time. The most in the NFL. At half, it's 24 to 0. Raiders up halftime. They got shut out that whole first, the whole first half. After the first half, the Giants turn the ball over twice. They don't get anywhere near the red zone. The defense can't get any stops, forcing one punt so far. And last but not least, Daniel Jones went down with a knee injury, and it's not looking good. It is not looking good. At all. The Raiders deferred the opening kick. And received the ball at half. Later on in the game. The Giants finally get a stop on third and on third down. And force a field goal. 
46-yard field goal attempt is good. Raiders have scored on their four last possessions. The Giants defense is just getting worked out there. Giants score in the beginning of the fourth quarter for the first time. Tommy DeVito connects to Wandale Robinson for the Giants' first score. Finally, he he scores. He's got his first passing touchdown, Tommy DeVito. Aw, let's save the ball. Aw, let's save the ball. It's only 27 to 6. And then after that, he's get the Raiders just win 30 to 6. In conclusion, I just I just don't know what to say about this football team. I'm I'm completely speechless. You know, they got dominated on every aspect of the game. I remember Hector, I remember asking, you know, my boy Hector one time when he came on. I remember asked him, I remember I asked him, you know, what would the Niners, what would the Giants have to do to beat the Niners? And his response was, they got to get on their knees and pray. Get on their knees and pray. If you want the Giants to beat the Niners, get on their knees and pray. So I remember asking him that. And, you know, it just shows that this 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 sport, football, it's all about the players. It's all about the players and the talent. You can't really strategize to win. You know? And the Giants, they have no talent. They have no talent. And more and more every game, I'm disliking Dayball. Brian Dayball. I'm disliking this guy. I don't like the way he treats his players. I don't like the way he makes these... You know, these, these, the way he shows his emotion out on the football field, like completely unprofessional, man. Screaming at the players. It's just horrible. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm, 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 I'm becoming less of a fan of Brian Dable. You got dominated by an interim coach in his first career game. And you didn't even score a touch. You didn't even score. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, it's just it's just tough. It's just tough. You know, it's tough to be a fan of the New York Giants, and you know, I I, I just don't know how to how how th- it just sucks. It sucks that you can't really strategize to win. It's really based on the players. It's like basketball. You know, it's really about basketball. It's like basketball. You know, it's it, it's really about talent and who's got the best skill. It's, it's football the same. That's why I love baseball so much. I love baseball so much. Because you can really strategize, you know. You don't got to be like seven feet tall. You don't got to hit like 400 home runs to win the game. You know, you don't got to be that talented to to play in baseball, you know. Unlike, you know, it, it's, it's a toss-up in baseball, you know. It's a toss-up in baseball with the baseball teams. But in football, whoever has the better players is going to win the game. It's, it's, whoever got the, mo- the most better players... The more talented players, the bigger players, the taller players, the stronger players, they're going to win the game. So, you know, it's just tough. It's tough. And uh, very unfortunate news today. Daniel Jones is out for the season, and he tore his ACL. I'm sorry. I I don't know if I should have put the sad trumpet or something, but, yeah, it's very unfortunate for Daniel Jones. After coming off a career year, he comes back and 
this is this is how he's performing, and he just he's battling injuries. Is is you just feel bad for the guy? And my question is, was this the last we've seen of Daniel Jones as the starting QB for the New York Jets? Like, is he ever gonna win that job? Is he ever gonna be the starting QB again? I mean, he's got he's gonna be out for this year. He's probably gonna be out for next year as well. Who knows how it goes? Who knows how he treats it or how he recovers? Or does he even want to come back on the field and play for this team? You know? Like, he was getting rocked out there. He was getting rocked. He got I believe he got sacked like 30 times this whole season. 30 times he probably got sacked. Max Crosby had his name all over this game. Max Crosby had three sacks, six tackles. He was just a dog out there. Josh Jacobs had a had a had 98 yards, two touchdowns. Aiden O'Connell, rookie, started in his second game, went 16 to 25 with 209 yards. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Daniel Jones out for the season. The Giants are two and seven. Do I even continue to watch these guys play? Do I even continue to watch these guys play? With tanking, with tanking being a thing. With tanking. Tanking is when teams lose on purpose so they could get a better draft pick. With that being a thing, do I even continue to watch these guys play? Like, do I even waste my time? It's, it's, I hate that that's a thing, man. I was thinking of something, you know, on the drive. Like teams, like the teams should have a vote. The teams should have a vote on who should get the first pick. All the teams collectively should vote on like who has the last pick. Who who should get the first pick, you know? Like teams should vote on it. It shouldn't be about record or, you know, just record is purely based off. But I think the teams or, you know, organizations should vote on, like, who should get the first pick. All right, this team was arguably bad. Like, this team was really the worst. Like, these guys really have nothing. They have nobody. You know, they could say that. But if there's another team with the same record, you could be like, oh, this team has good players. But the record isn't matching up. But this team just really doesn't have nobody. So I would give them the first pick. They literally have nobody. You know, it is what it is, whatever. Let's get on to the Jets. Jets versus the L.A. Chargers in MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Jets are in second place in the AFC East, 4-3, and and looking to gain ground on the Miami Dolphins, who are leading that division. And after that treacherous win last week, they look to make a statement this week against the Chargers and Justin Herbert. Huge game for the Jets, man. Huge game for the Jets. But here we go. Drive by drive. 
the Chargers, they force a three and out. And Darius Davis returns an 86-yard punt for the Chargers and for the first points of the game, 7-0 Chargers. The second drive for the for the Jets after that return, Garrett Wilson fumbles. The next drive. The next Jet drive. Zach Wilson fumbles. Back-to-back drives. The Jets fumble. After the Jets turnover, the Chargers score a rushing touchdown by Austin Eckler. He's such a dynamic player. He could receive. He could throw. I mean, he could receive. He could rush. He's. I'm a fan of this guy. I'm a fan of him. He's a good player. 14-0 Chargers. This game looks over already. Like, do I even continue to watch? Do I continue to watch this game? Next drive later in the game, Greg the Leg Zerline hits the 47-yard field goal to put the Jets on the board. 14-3, Chargers up. Later on, Chargers score a 55-yard field goal going into the half. 17-3, Chargers lead. In the first half, the offense couldn't get anything going on. The Jets offense couldn't get anything going off. They started off the game with two fumbles, a three and out. Defense trying their best to keep the Jets in it. The Jets defense trying their best to keep the Jets in it. But the offense just can't string any plays together. This this game is making me question myself and my purpose. Like, do I continue to watch this game? Do I continue to cover these guys? It's making me question myself. Opening drive in the first half looked promising, but Zach Wilson gets sacked. Gets sacked twice, and the Chargers forced a field goal. Greg the legs are aligned with the field goal, 17-6 Chargers. Before they went for the field goal, Zach Wilson clearly had a straight... He could have scrambled to a first down, but no, he decided to, to flip it off to the check down. And he gets tackled for a one-yard gain. No first down after that promising drive. Zach Wilson just gets rid of it. Chargers respond with their own field goal, 20-6, Chargers up. Jets fumble for the third time in the night, and the Chargers bring it to the two-yard line in Jets territory. Next play, Austin Eckler runs it in for the touchdown, 27-6, Chargers. In conclusion, the Chargers defense... Holds the Jets out of the end zone. Sloppy game from the Jets. Eight penalties in total. The defense tried their best to keep the game within distance, but weren't able to force a turnover. The O-line for the Jets struggled, allowing eight sacks. They went three for 17 on third down conversions and weren't able to get into any kind of rhythm offensively. I would just like to give props. I would just like to give props. Before I give props, 
you know, let me read let me read the stat sheet and you know what went on in this game before I give props. And it's not who you think you it's not who you think I am giving props to. I'm giving props to someone who you totally don't know who I'm giving props to. Jets go to four and four. Austin Eckler, 47 yards, two touchdowns. Keenan Allen, 77 yards. He went over 10,000 yards for his career. Congrats to Keenan Allen. And the defense got eight sacks. Khalil Mack had two. Joey Bosa, two and a half. Tui Puloto, Tui Puluto. Tuli, 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 Tui Puluto. That's the guy's name. He had two sacks as well. And the Chargers just dominated this game. The offense, you know, was all right, but they didn't really need that many offense. Look, their offense was all right, and they scored 27 points. Imagine if their offense was, you know, on the money. Nonetheless, Chargers win 27 to 20, 27 to 6. And I just want to give props. I would just like to give props to the loyal fans out there. This is for you guys. To the loyal fans. It amazes me how loyal you guys could be. You know, it amazes me how you can continue to return every night and day and root for a team that's just destined to break your heart. You know, you guys are way better than me, way better than me. If I didn't have a podcast, I would have turned it off after 14 to zero. But props to the loyal fans for sticking with the team through thick and thin season ticket holders, you know, all those people. You know, you're the reason sports are where they are now. Because of the loyal fans throughout the world. Without you guys, there wouldn't be any sports. So I would just like to give props to the loyal fans out there. You guys are the best. You guys are the GOATs. And uh, I wish you nothing but, you know, love, patience, and prosperity. <laughs> Let's get to basketball. New York Knicks versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Knicks looking to bounce back and come closer to 500. Clippers come into town and James Harden is making his Los Angeles Clipper debut. After forcing his way out of a third NBA team, as his ring chase continues, players like this make me sick. Forcing his, forcing his way out of teams, gaining weight, becoming toxic, coming up with lies. Talking to the media just to get out of a team just make me sick. Jalen Brunson is coming off his second career high scoring game, 45 points. And R.J. Barrett is back after missing the last two games with a sore knee. Hopefully the Knicks can spoil James Harden's debut and give them a preview of what's to come. Of what's to happen in the future, which is lose. I love Westbrook. I love Kawhi. But I hate James Harden, and I don't want him to be rewarded for his unprofessionalism. 
Next win the tip. Next win the tip, and they're playing in MSG, reacting to the highlights. We got we got first quarter action, fifteen to twelve. Westbrook with the Euro step lay. In the first quarter, back and forth action. You know, Knicks, they shoot two, 6 for 21 from the field, but held their own defensively. 21 to 19, the Clippers are up after the first quarter. Low scoring game, but the defense is really showing out for both teams. Second quarter action, 23 to 19. James Harden with the ball, passes it to Bones Highland. Bones Highland with the turnover, quickly attacking on the fast break, and none. On James Harden, which should have been a foul. Hartenstein with the outlet to Emmanuel quickly. He attacks James Harden and he gets the fast break layup. After the second quarter, after the first half, defense picking up from both teams, forcing turnovers. Nine point quarter from both Harden and Norman Powell. Julius Randle waking up. He's got 13 at the half. The most this season so far at the half. 17 turnovers combined from both teams. But at the end of the half, 46 to 42. 46 to 42, the Clippers are up. Third quarter action. Paul George coming down the court. Passes it to James Harden. 46 to 42. Opening dunk from Kawhi Leonard. 50 to 45, third quarter action. Julius Randle taking down PG on the block. Post fade, he got it. Third quarter action. RJ with the rebound. Passes it to Randle. Randle driving on Zubac. Zero lay. Randle had a big game today, man. Third quarter action. Brunson misses the three. Rebound Brunson. He misses it. Mitchell Robinson with the rebound and one. You just can't keep that guy off of the boards. 73 to 73, 8.9 seconds. Quickly bringing it down. Quickly with the three. Got it. To close out the quarter. Knicks up. After the third quarter, the Knicks scored 34 points. After scoring 46 in the first half, they scored 34 in the third quarter, the pace starting to pick up, and Randall had a had a good quarter as he had 22 points at the end of third. At the end of third, tied up 76 to 76. Fourth quarter action, 76 to 81. Norman Powell with the drive, he dishes it out. Josh Hart with the steal. R.J. with the fast break slam. 83 to 76. Knicks up with 10 minutes left. Knicks turning defense into offense. And in the fourth quarter, the Knicks caused havoc on the defensive end, and they started the quarter on a 13-3 run and forced five turnovers to start off the fourth quarter. Dante DiVincenzo, making the most of his $40 million contract, had his name written all over the fourth quarter. He scored 12 points, he got one steal, one block, and he had two offensive rebounds. All key stats to that fourth quarter that caused the Knicks to win 111-97, to man. Knicks win, man. Let's go.
Knicks get their first home win. And in conclusion, Randall had a resurgent game, man. Julius Randall making open threes, scoring buckets. You know, still squash- he still had some questionable possessions, but he's finally knocking down shots, and he's taking the open ones as well. Huge game for his confidence, and look at what the Knicks could do when he's on his game. You know, Brunson had a low-scoring game, but Julius was able to pick him up. R.J. Barrett also had a good game, returning from injury after missing the last two games with a sore knee. He scored 26 points, and the Knicks' defense and hustle won them this game. The Knicks' defense and their hustle won them this game. Box score, RJ 26, Julius 27, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Mitchell Robinson, 13 points, 15 rebounds, 4 steals, man. He's he's just a defensive prowess, man. I love watching him play. He plays hard. He had 0 turnovers. He had 9 offensive rebounds. Like, that dude is just a horse, man. DiVincenzo with 12.6 rebounds, 1 assist. Josh Hart. Providing solid minutes off of the bench with 10 points, 7 assists, 2 steals. Pretty good game all around from the Knicks. Defensively as well, they played really hard. On the Clipper side, on the Clipper side, Paul George had 10 points. He had a tough game. He shot 2 for 11 from the field. Nothing was going down for him. Kawhi, 18 points, 8 for 16. James Harden had 17 points. He looked passive. He went 6 for 9 from the six for nine from the field. He looked passive, you know, but he still made some quality shots. Westbrook had a good game, 17, 4, and 4. He went 8 for 13 from the field. Paul George has got to be better if they want to win some games. And Norman Powell had 14 points off of the bench. Pretty good game. Good game from both teams defensively, but the Knicks were able to pull away in the fourth quarter and get busy. You know, great game by the Knicks defense. They face Wemby and the Spurs. Wednesday. They face them Wednesday. Let's get on to Nets. The Nets are facing the Bucks of Milwaukee on Monday night basketball and over there in Brooklyn and Barkley Center. Nets mi- missing Nick Claxton and Cam Johnson for the sixth straight game. And, you know, the, Net- the Nets are looking to win their first home game this season against the Milwaukee Bucks who are coming off a tough win against the Knicks over there in Milwaukee. After a close game, my boy Brunson dropped 40 on them. Just waiting for the ads to pass by. As you know, advertisements are everywhere. Even in your sleep. Even on your phone. Even on your PlayStation. Okay, the ad is finally done. First quarter action. Ben Simmons, the tallest player on that lineup. And he's not even playing center. He's playing point guard. He's 6'10". The center is 6'7", Finney Smith. First quarter action. Chris Middleton. With the, oh, with the pass to Giannis. 
down in the paint, and Giannis bullies his way in for the dunk on Ben Simmons. Easy money for Giannis. Easy. Ben Simmons is not holding him, yo. Ben Simmons is not holding him. Great offense by the Nets in the first quarter as they scored 52%. They shot 52% in the first quarter. The Nets up three. They playing up. They playing with pace. And they're finding open shooters. Mikel Bridges scored 11 in the first. Second quarter action, 29 to 32. Nets are up. Royce O'Neal with the drive. Kick out to DSJ. Passes it to Mikel. He misses. Ben Simmons with the offensive rebound. He finds Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal, gash. Royce O'Neal with the three from the wing off of the offensive rebound from Ben Simmons. What a it was a back and forth game. The Nets, they were looking fearless. They're looking fearless against the Bucks, moving the ball, playing with a fast pace, running in transition. They shot 54% in the first half. And Cam Thomas had 20 points in the first half. It was good basketball action. It was good. It was good basketball action at the half from those two games. The Nets, they shot 54% from the field, shot 40% from three. They had 23 rebounds, 10 fast break points, and they ended the half on a 17-5 run. Pretty good first half by the Brooklyn Nets. Looking fearless. 67 to 63. Brooklyn is up at halftime. Third quarter action, eight minutes, 74 to 71. Brooke Lopez with the three from the corner. No, Dinwiddie with the three from the corner misses it. Middleton with the rebound. He's pushing it up. Spin move, lay on Dinwiddie. Third quarter. 90, after the third quarter, 96 to 94, both teams shooting 50% from the field, and it was a good game so far. Fourth quarter action, 108 to 99, eight minutes. Um, Nets with the steal. Let me let me get back. Fourth quarter action, Giannis with the miss, Lonnie Walker with the rebound, Nets pushing it up, Cam Thomas. Drives and one. 101 to 108. Cam Thomas with the and one. Cam Thomas, fader, misses it. Finney Smith, offensive rebound. Mikel Bridges, Euro step, lay. 104, 108. 123, 123. Middleton with the ball. Giannis off of the pick and roll. Easy lay. 125, 123. 125-123. Bucks were able to win it. Bucks were able to win the game after as they won the game down the stretch. Chris Middleton with some key buckets down the stretch. Giannis with the key buckets down the stretch. Bucks able to win it 129 to 1. 25. Fourth quarter, it came down to the final minute. The Bucks were able to pull it out. Finney Smith missed a key fast break layup as he got intimidated with Giannis on his back and Middleton on his back. So he pump faked, pump faked, pump faked, and he ended up missing the layup. Bucks get the ball back, and then it's over from there. In conclusion, 
The Nets, they showed great offense and team effort in this game. Cam Thomas, my pick for most improved player this year. He dropped 45 points. Mikel Bridges dropped 31 points. And Giannis was the difference maker. You know, no one could guard him. No one could stop him. Nets players are too small. And missing, Nick's, and missing Nick Claxton doesn't help. You know, Giannis, also a defensive prowess with key blocks and steals. And just his intimidation. You know, it was just it was a very good game. You know, I liked what I saw from the Mets, but they have from the Nets, but they do have to get bigger and defend better. Giannis had 36 points, 12 rebounds. He went 15 for 27 from the field. Middleton had 15 points as he made some timely buckets in the fourth quarter. Damian Lillard with 21 points. Jay Crowder, 15 points. And on the net side, you had Cam Thomas with a 45-point game. He shot 17 for 33 from the field. And all his shots look, you know, in the in the flow of the defense. It's not like he's ISOing, you know, forcing shots. He's taking very good shots. And the team is passing him the ball. Mikel Bridges had 31 points. He went 12 for 21 from the field. And Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker... My pick for sixth man of the year, scored 19 points off with four rebounds and two assists. He shot eight for 14 from the field. Finney Smith cost us this game. He went three for 12. If he would have shot like he was shooting in the first couple games that they played, the Nets would have won this game easy. He went three for 12 from the field, one for seven from deep. And, you know, he just had a tough game. Tough assignment, too, guarding Giannis and Brooke Lopez, a bigger... Milwaukee Bucks. Overall, it was a good game. And it was fun. And that's the conclusion for basketball. We're going to get into some, you know, some little news, some little chit-chat. Buck Showalter resigned before the end of the season. And uh, the Mets were looking to hire Craig Council. Their number one priority this offseason to fill in the manager position. But that didn't happen. The Mets hired Carlos Mendoza, the bench, the bench coach from the Yankees since 2009. And Craig Council signed with the Chicago Cubs for five years, 40 mil. I don't really know. I don't really know too many. Too much. I just know that the Craig, that the Mets, and all the Mets fans, they wanted Craig Council. Craig Council is established. He has brung the Milwaukee Brewers to the playoffs numerous times. He's brung them to the to the NLCS against the Dodgers. I remember they lost. But he's been, uh, you know, Craig Council is a good manager. He brung them to the playoffs this season, the wild card, but he wasn't able to get past the Diamondbacks. I mean, yeah, the Diamondbacks, but, you know, overall, it is what it is. I don't know I don't know what to say. I, you know, the manager can only do so much, but it's, it's mostly about the players. David Stern's not happy with his, you know, that he couldn't get Craig Council, but it is what it is. Also, we got the... We got the Gold Glove winners... We got the Gold Glove winners for the American League. And let me read it out to you guys. 
At the catcher spot, winning the gold glove, Jonah Heim, World Series champion on the Rangers. Winning the gold glove at first base, Nathaniel Lowe, World Series champion. Second base, Andres Jimenez from the Cleveland Indians. Well, the Cleveland Guardians, if you want to get, you know, specific. Matt Chapman won the gold glove at third base from the Toronto Blue Jays. Anthony Volpe showing off for New York, winning the gold glove at shortstop. The rookie shortstop winning gold glove at shortstop for the for the American League. Left field winning the gold glove, Stephen Kwan. Center field, I mean, Stephen Kwan is from the Cleveland Guardians. Center field winning the gold glove, Kevin Kiermeyer from the Toronto Blue Jays. Winning the gold glove in the right field, Adolis Garcia, World Series champion. Winning the gold glove for utility player, Mauricio Dubon. And winning the gold glove for the pitcher in the American League, Jose Barrios. So shout out to those guys and winning the gold glove in the American League. And the gold glove winners for the National League, starting off with the catcher's position, Gabriel Moreno from the Arizona Diamondbacks winning the gold glove at the catcher position. Also from the Arizona Diamondbacks winning the gold glove at the first base position, Christian Walker. At the second base position, Nico Horner from the Chicago Cubs winning the gold glove at second. Winning the gold glove at third base, third base, Cabrian, Cabrian Hayes from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Winning the gold glove for shortstop from the Chicago Cubs, Dansby Swanson. Winning the gold glove from the Chicago Cubs. Three players from the Chicago Cubs winning gold gloves. Wow. Left field, Ian Happ winning the gold glove in left field. Winning the gold glove in center field, Brenton Doyle from the Colorado Rockies. Winning the gold glove in right field, making his first year, after his first year playing right field full time, Fernando Tatis Jr. winning the gold glove in right field. Wow, can you believe that? And utility player, also from the San Diego Padres, like Tatis, Hassan Kim winning the utility player gold glove. And last but not least, at the pitcher's position, we got Zach Wheeler from the Philadelphia Phillies winning the gold glove at the pitcher's position. So shout out to the gold glove winners of 2023 in the MLB from the National League and the American League. Shout out to those guys. Those guys take defense to another level. And last but not least, we're just going to talk about some UFC fights that the UFC announced recently. Obviously, we got a big card this weekend. Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich for the interim heavyweight, ti heavyweight title. And also the co-main event, Alex Pereira. Versus Yuri Prohashka for the interim light heavyweight title. Good fights going on over there in MSG. Solid card. And the UFC recently announced these title fights. 
in January in Toronto, we got Sean Strickland versus Drakus Duplessis. That's a really good fight. A lot of people are upset because Hamzat Shemaev is not getting the title shot. Well, I completely agree with Dana White and this matchmaking. Drakus Duplessis is obviously the number one contender. He took down Robert Whitaker. He knocked out Robert Whitaker. Like, he TKO'd him. So how could you not give this guy a title shot? So I completely agree with that matchup. I think Strickland is going to win that fight. Strickland, his cardio is 0-9, to none, and he's just going to be right in your face. He's going to be right in your face. You know? And he's got good boxing, good defense. He could wrestle. So I think Sean Strickland, I think that's going to be a good fight. I think it'll go to decision, but it'll be a good fight. And, uh, you know, hopefully Strickland pulls that one out. Later in the year, we got Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Chito Vera. Versus Marlon Chito Vera. A lot of people were upset with this matchmaking because, you know, Chito Vera is not even in the, he's not the number one contender. But Sugar Sean O'Malley made this fight happen. reason Sugar Sean O'Malley made this fight happen is because the only loss that Sean O'Malley has on his record is due to an injury against Marlon Chito Vera. You know? So Sugar, he wants to redeem himself. He wants to clean up and, you know, show that Marlon did not deserve that win. It was an ankle injury, but, you know, they called it the TKO. Hopefully Sean can protect can protect his uh I think he's gonna protect it and win this fight. He's a, he's a much cleaner fighter, much more crisp and faster than Chito Vera. I I don't like Chito at all. I don't like his fighting style at all. Um But if Sugar Sean O'Malley loses that, it's just gonna is it's gonna be horrible for the sport. It's gonna be horrible for the sport. So he better not lose that fight. In February, we got Volkanovski versus Ilya Tuporia, the number one contender. That's going to be a pretty solid fight. I, I I honestly don't know who's going to win that fight. I would say Volk, you know, because I'm going to I'm going to say Volk. I'm going to say Volk is going to win that fight. But Tuporia has some serious hands, and he's just a strong dude, and he could finish it with it. He could finish it. He could finish it with one punch. You know, he's got that kind of power. Volkanovski is the featherweight GOAT, so, you know, but he is coming off a loss against Islam Makhachev, so that, and it is a knockout loss. It was a bad loss. And he's fighting in February, so, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Could could it be the end of, you know, Volkanovski's run? It could possibly be. It could possibly be. But it's gonna it's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be a good one in February. And last but certainly not least, there are rumors that it's gonna be Charles Oliveira versus Islam Makhachev for the lightweight title in January. It's not confirmed, but it's not confirmed, but it seems like it's going down in January. Hopefully Charles Oliveira could repay. You know, make up for his silly pullout that happened, and he sh- he should have been the champ already. But I don't know, man. I don't know. 
very, very unprofessional by Charles Oliveira not making up that fight. You know, not making it to that fight in Abu Dhabi against Islam Makhachev. Hopefully he can redeem himself in January and pull this one off and become the new light heavyweight champ. The two-time light heavyweight champ. But yeah, it's gonna be a good it's gonna it's gonna be a good 2024, man. Good fights. This is why I love the UFC, man. The best fighters fight each other, man. It's not boxing, man. These guys aren't freaking running around playing games. We got some really good fights coming up in 2024. And guys, that is the conclusion of the sports segment of sports. That is the conclusion of the sports segment in episode 30. Let's get on to the Bible talk, man. Episode 30, man. Episode 30. Getting busy, man. Yo, we got busy today, guys. Like, we watched we watched three straight games in a row. We watched the Knicks play. We watched the Nets play. We watched the Jets play. Like, we really got busy today, yo. We got busy today, guys. You know? We got busy. But let's uh let's get into the Bible talk. Exodus 25. I'm gonna read five. You know, we're gonna we're gonna get to Exodus 30. If there is a Yeah, we're gonna get to Exodus 30. You know? We're gonna get to Exodus 30. We're already in 25. You know, we're gonna get to 30 just for episode 30, man. So let's get busy. The Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to bring me gifts. You will accept gifts from me, for me, from everyone who is willing to give. Here is the list of things that you should accept from the people. Gold, silver, and bronze. Blue, purple, and red yarn and fine linen. Goat hair, ram skins dyed red, and fine leather. Asia wood. Oil for the lamps. Spices for the anointing oil and spices for the sweet smelling incense. Also accept onyx stones and other jewels to be put on the ephod and the judgment porch. The people will build a holy place for me. Then I can live among them. I will show you what the holy tent and everything in it should look like. Build everything exactly as I show you. Use Asia wood and build a special box. This holy box must be two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. Use pure gold to cover the box inside and out. Put gold trim around the edges of the box. Make four gold rings for carrying the box. Put the gold rings on the four corners, two rings on each side. Then make poles for the carrying box. These poles should be made from Asia wood and covered with gold. Put the poles through the rings on the corner of the boxes. Use these poles to carry the box. These poles should always stay in the rings of the box. Don't take the poles out. I will give you the agreement. Put it in this box. Then make it. Then make a lid 
the mercy cover. Make it from pure gold. Make it two and a half cubits long and one and a half cubits wide. Then make two cherub angels and put them on the each, and put them on each end of the mercy cover. Hammer gold to make these angels. Put one angel on one end of the mercy cover and put the other on the other end. Join the angels together with the mercy cover to make one piece. The wings of the angels should spread up toward the sky. The angels should cover the box with their wings and should face each other, looking toward the mercy cover. I will give you the agreement. Put it in the box and put the mercy cover on the box. When I meet with you, I will speak from the share of angels on the mercy cover that is on the box of the agreement. From that place, I will give all my commands to the Israelites. Make a table from Asiya wood. This table must be two cubits long, one cubit wide, and one and a half cubits high. Cover the table with pure gold and put a gold trim around it. Then make a one frame hand breadth wide around the table and put gold trim on the frame. Then make four gold rings and put them on the four corners of the table where the four legs are. Put the rings close to the frame around the top of the table. These rings will hold the poles used to carry the table. Use Asiya wood to make the poles and cover them with gold. The poles are for carrying the table. Make the plates, the spoons, the pitchers, and the bowls from pure gold. The pitchers and the bowls will be used for pouring the drink offerings. Put the special bread before me on the table. It must always be there in front of me. Then you must make a lampstand. Use pure gold and hammer it to the base to make the base and the shaft. Make flowers, buds, and petals from pure gold. Join all these things together into one piece. The lampstand must have six branches. Three branches on one side and three branches on the other side. Each branch must have three flowers. Make these flowers like almond flowers with buds and petals. Make four more flowers for the lampstand. These flowers must be like almond flowers with buds and petals. There will be six branches on the lampstand. Three branches coming out from each side of the shaft. Make a flower with the buds and petals below each of the three places where the branches join the shaft. The whole lampstand with the, with the flowers and branches must be made from pure gold. All this gold must be hammered and joined together into one piece. Then make seven lamps to go on the lampstand. These lamps will give light to the area in front of the lampstand. Use pure gold to make these lamps, to make the lamp snuffers and trays. Use 75 pounds of pure gold to make the lampstand and the things to be used with it. Be very careful to make everything exactly the way I showed you on the mountain. So guys, this is the, you know, this is the part I was talking about. This is I think this is where I left off and I never came back to the Bible. It got slow. You know, it got slow with uh, you know, these rituals and, you know, the offerings and how everything should be done. 
to honor our Lord Christ. Our Lord. To honor our Lord. You know? So just stay with me, guys. Stay with me. I'm going to be as animated as possible to make this as interesting as possible and as fun as possible. Spreading the gospel, baby. Let's get it. The holy tent. The holy tent should be made from ten curtains. These curtains must be made from fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn. A skilled worker would sew pictures of cherub angels with wings into the curtains. Make each curtain the same size. Each curtain should be 28 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. Alright, each curtain should be 28 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. Join the curtains together into two groups. Join five curtains together to make one group and join five curtains together to make the other group. Use blue cloth to make loops along the edge of the end curtain in one group. Do the same on the end curtain in the other group. There must be 50 loops on the end curtain of the first loop. And there must be 50 loops on the end curtain of the other group. These loops must be opposite of each other. Then make 50 gold rings to join the curtains together. This will join this will join the holy tent together into one piece. Make another tent that will cover the holy tent. Use 11 curtains to make this tent. Make these curtains from goat hair. All these curtains must be the same size. They must be 30 cubits long and 4 cubits wide. Join five of the curtains together into one group. Then join the other six curtains together into another group. Fold back half of the sixth curtain at the front of the tent. Make 50 loops down the edge of the end curtain of one group. Do the same for the end curtain of the other group. Then make 50 bronze rings to join the curtains together. This will join the tent together into one piece. Half of the end curtain of this tent will be will hang below the back edge of the holy tent. On the sides, the curtains of this tent will hang down one cubit below the bottom edges of the holy tent. So this tent will completely cover the holy tent. Make two coverings to go over the outer tent. One covering should be made from ram skins dyed red. The other covering should be made from fine leather. Use Asia wood to make frames to support the holy tent. The frames should be 10 cubits high and one and a half cubits wide. Two side poles, two side poles should be joined together with cross pieces to make each frame. All the frames for the holy tent must be the same. Make 20 frames for the south side of the holy tent and make 40 silver bases for the frames. Each frame should have two silver bases to go under it. One base for each side of the pole. Make 20 more frames for the other side of the holy tent. And make 40 silver bases for these frames. Two bases under each frame. 
Make six more frames for the back of the holy tent. Make two frames of the corners at the back of the holy tent. The frames at the corners should be joined together at the bottom. At the top, a ring will hold the frames together. Do the same for both corners. There will be a total of eight frames for the west of the end tent. There will be 16 silver bases, two bases under each frame. Use Asia wood and make braces for the frames of the holy tent. There should be five braces for the first side of the holy tent. And there should be five braces for the frames on the other side of the holy tent. And there should be five braces for the frames at the back of the holy tent. The middle brace should pass through the frames from one end to the other. Cover the frames with gold and make rings for the frames to hold the braces. Make these rings from gold. Also cover the braces with gold. Build the holy tent the way I showed you on the mountain. Use fine linen and make a special curtain for the, outs for the inside of the holy tent. Use blue, purple, and red yarn and sew pictures of cherub angels into the curtain. Make four posts from Asia wood and cover the posts with gold. Put hooks made from gold on the four posts. Put four silver bases under the posts. Then hang the curtain on the gold hooks. Put the, put the curtain under the gold rings. Then put the box of the agreement behind the curtain. This curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Let's read that again. This curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place. Put the mercy cover on the box of agreement in the most holy place. Put the special table you made outside of the curtain. The table should be on the north side of the holy tent. Then put the lampstand on the south side across, the, across from the table. Then make a curtain to cover the entrance of the holy tent. Use blue, purple, and red yarn and fine linen to make this curtain. Weave pictures into it. Make gold hooks for this curtain. Make five posts using Asia wood covered with gold and make five bronze bases for the five posts. Use Asia wood and build an altar. The altar should be square. It must be five cubits long, five cubits wide, and three cubits high. Make a horn for each of the four corners of the altar. Join, join each horn to its corner so that everything is one piece. Then cover the altar with bronze. Use bronze to make all the tools and dishes that will be used on the altar. Make pots, shovels, bowls, forks, and pans. These will be used for cleaning ashes from the altar. Make a grating for the altar. This grating will be shaped like a net. And make a bronze ring at each of the four corners of the grating. Put the grating under the ledge at the bottom of the altar. The grating will go halfway up into the altar from, the below, from below. Use Asia wood to make poles from the altar and cover them with bronze. Put the poles 
through the rings on both sides of the altar. Use these poles for carrying the altar. Make the altar like an empty box with the sides made from boards. Make the altar just as I showed you on the mountain. Make a courtyard for the holy tent. The south side should have a wall of curtains a hundred cubits long. These curtains must be made from fine linen. Use 20 posts and 20 bronze bases under the posts. The hook for the posts and the curtain rods should be made from silver. The north side must also have a wall of curtains a hundred cubits long. It must have 20 posts and 20 bronze bases. The hooks for the posts and the curtain rods must be made from silver. On the west side of the courtyard, there must be a wall of 50 cubits long. There must be 10 posts and 10 bases. The east side of the courtyard must also be 50 cubits long. Here at the entrance to the courtyard, one side must have curtains 15 cubits long. There must be three posts and three bases on this side. The other side of the entrance must also have 15 cubits long. There must be three posts and three bases on that side. Make a curtain 20 cubits long to cover the entrance to the courtyard. Make that curtain from fine linen and blue, purple, and red yarn. Weave the signs into that curtain. There must be four posts and four bases for that curtain. All the posts around the courtyard must be joined with silver curtain rods. The hooks on the posts must be made from silver, and the bases for the posts must be bronze. The courtyard should be 100 cubits long and 50 cubits wide. The wall of curtains around the courtyard should be 5 cubits high. The curtains must be made from fine linen. The bases under the posts must be bronze. All the tools, tent, tent pegs, and all other things used in the holy tent must be made from bronze. And all the pegs for the curtains around the courtyard must be made from bronze. <sighs> Command the Israelites to bring their best olive oil for the lamp that must be lit each evening. This lamp is in the first room of the meeting tent. Outside the curtain for the room where the agreement is, Aaron and his, and his sons will make sure the lamp, the lamp is burning before the Lord every day from evening until morning. The Israelites and their descendants must obey this law forever. Tell your brother Aaron and his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar to come to you from the Israelites. These men will serve me as priests. Make special clothes for your brother Aaron. These clothes will give him honor and respect. I have given special wisdom to some of the skilled men. 
Tell them to make the clothes for Aaron. These clothes will show that he dis that he serves me in a special way. Then he can serve me as a priest. These are the clothes the men should make. The judgment pouch, the ephod, a blue robe, a white woven robe, a turban, and a cloth belt. They must make these special clothes for your brother Aaron and his sons. Then Aaron and his sons can serve me as priests. Tell the men to use gold thread, fine linen, and blue, purple, and red yarn. Use gold thread, fine linen, and blue, purple, and red yarn to make the ephod. This must be the work of a very skilled person. At each shoulder of the ephod, there should be a shoulder piece. These shoulder pieces should be tied to two corners. These shoulder pieces should be tied to two to the two corners of the ephod. The men will carefully weave a cloth belt for the ephod. This belt must be made the same way as the ephod. Use gold threads, fine linen, blue, purple, and red yarn. Take two onyx stones. Write the names of the twelve sons of Israel on these jewels. Write six names on one jewel and six names on the other jewel. Write the, name, write the names in order, from the oldest son to the youngest. Cut the names of the sons of Israel into these stones. Do this the way a worker makes a seal. Put the jewels in gold settings, then put two jewels on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Aaron will wear this special coat when he stands before the Lord. And the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel will be on the ephod. These jewels will cause the Lord to remember the Israelites. Use fine gold to hold the stones of the ephod. Twist chains of pure gold together like a rope. Make two of these gold chains and fasten, and fasten them to the gold settings. Make the judgment pouch for high priests. Skilled workers should make this pouch just as they made the ephod. They must use gold threads, fine linen, blue, purple, and red yarn. The judgment pouch should be folded double to make a square pocket. It should be one span long and one span wide. Put four, put four rows of beautiful jewels on the judgment pouch. The first roll of jewels should have a ruby, a topaz, and a barrel. The second roll should have a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald. The third roll should have a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst. The fourth roll should have a chrysolite, an onyx, and a jasper. Set all these goals, set all these jewels in gold. There will be 12 jewels on the judgment pouch, one stone for each of the sons of Israel. Each stone will be like a seal with the name of one of the 12 tribes cut into it.
I'm recording this at 4.41 a.m., man, and this is the slow part of the Bible. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Make chains of pure gold for the judgment pouch. These chains must be braided like a rope. Make two gold rings and put them on two corners of the judgment pouch. Put the two gold chains put the two gold chains through the two rings at the corners of the judgment pouch. Fasten the other ends of the gold chains to the two settings. This will fasten them to the two shoulder pieces of the ephod on the front. Make two more gold rings and put them on the other two. Put them on the other two corners of the judgment pouch. This will be on the inside edge of the judgment pouch next to the ephod. Make two more gold rings and put them on the bottom of the shoulder. Put them on the bottom shoulders. Put them on the bottom of the shoulder pieces on the front of ephod. Put the gold rings above the cloth belt of the ephod. Use blue ribbon to tie the rings of the judgment pouch. Use blue ribbon to tie the rings of the judgment pouch to the rings of the ephod. In this way, the judgment pouch will rest close, will rest close to the cloth belt and will be held against the ephod. When Aaron ha enters the holy place, he must wear the judgment pouch. In this way, he will wear the names of the twelve sons of Israel over his heart. And the Lord will always be reminded of them. Put the Urim and the Thummim inside the judgment pouch. They will be over Aaron's heart. So when he goes before the Lord, Aaron will always carry with him a way of judging for the Israelites when he is before the Lord. Make a blue robe for the ephod. Make a hole in the center for the head. And sew a piece of cloth around the edge of this hole. This cloth will be like a collar that keeps the hole from tearing. Use blue, purple, and red yarn to make these cloth pomegranates. Hang these pomegranates around the bottom edge of the robe and hang gold bells so that the pom between the pomegranates. So around the bottom edge of the robe, there should be bells and pomegranates. There should be a bell following each pomegranate. Aaron will wear this robe when he serves as a priest. The bells will ring as Aaron goes into the holy place to stand before the Lord, and the bells will ring as he leaves the holy place. This way, Aaron will not die. Uh-oh. Make a strip of gold and carve these words into the gold like, a, like the writing on a seal. Holy to the Lord. Write those words. Fasten the gold strip to a blue ribbon. Tie the blue ribbon around the turban. The gold strip should be on the front of the turban. Aaron will wear this on his head. In this way, he will remove the guilt if anything is wrong with the gifts that the Israelites give to God. Aaron will always wear this on his head so that the people will accept the gifts of the people. 
use fine linen to make the white woven robe and the turban. The cloth belt should have designs sewn into it. Also make coats, belts, and cloth caps for Aaron's sons. This will give them honor and respect. Put the clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons. Then pour the special oil onto them to make them priests. This will make them holy and they will serve me as priests. Use linen to make underclothes for the priests. These underclothes will cover them from the waist to the thighs. Aaron and his sons must wear these clothes whenever they enter the meeting tent. They must wear these clothes when they come near the altar to serve as priests in the holy place. If they don't wear these clothes, they will be guilty of wrong and will have to die. All this should be a law that continues forever for Aaron and his families after him. Now I will tell you what you must do to show that Aaron and his sons serve me in a special way as priests. Find one young bull and two rams that have nothing wrong with them. Then use fine wheat flour without yeast to make bread. And use the same things to make cakes mixed with olive oil. Make small thin cakes spread with oil. Put this bread and the cakes in a basket. Then give the basket to Aaron and his sons. At the same time, give them the bull and the two rams. Then bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the meeting tent. Wash them with water. Put the special clothes on Aaron. Put on him the white woven robe and the blue robe that is sworn with the ephod. Put the ephod and the judgment pouch on him. Then tie the beautiful cloth belt on him. Put the turban on his head and the special crown around the turban. Take the anointing oil and pour it on Aaron's head. This will show that he has that he is chosen for this work. Then bring Aaron's sons to the place. Put the white woven robes on them. Then tie cloth belts around their waists and give them cloth caps to wear. At that time, they will begin to be priests. They will be priests because of the special law that will continue forever. This is the way you will make Aaron and his son priests. Then bring the bull to that place at the front of the meeting tent. Aaron and his sons must put their hands on the bull's head. Then kill the bull there in the Lord's presence at the entrance to the meeting tent. Then take some of the bull's blood and go to the altar. Use your finger to put some blood on the horns of the altar. Pour out all the blood that is left at the bottom of the altar. Then take all the fat from inside the bull, the fatty part of the liver, both kidneys, and the fat around them. Burn this fat on the altar. Then take the bull's meat, his skin, and his other parts, and go outside your camp and burn them. This bull is an offering to take away the sins of the priests. Then tell Aaron and his sons to put their hands on the head of one of the rams. Kill that ram and save the blood. Throw the blood against the altar on all four sides. 
Then cut the ram into several pieces. Wash all the parts from inside the ram and the legs. Put these things with the head and the other pieces of the ram. Then burn everything on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet-smelling gift to the Lord. Tell Aaron and his sons to put their hands on the other ram. Kill that ram and save some of its blood. Put that blood on the right earlobes of Aaron and his sons. Also put some of the blood on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet. Then throw blood against all four sides of the altar. Then take some of the blood from the altar, mix it with the special oil, and sprinkle it on Aaron and his clothes, and sprinkle it on his sons and their clothes. This will show that Aaron and his sons serve me in a special way, and it will show that their clothes are used only at special times. Then take the fat from the ram. Take the fat from around the tail and the fat that covers the organs inside the body. Then take the fat that covers the liver, both kidneys, and the fat on them, and the right leg. Then take the basket of bread you made without yeast. This is the basket you put before the Lord. Take these things out of the basket, one loaf of bread, one cake made with oil, and one small thin cake. Give them to Aaron and his sons. Tell them to hold these things in their hands before the Lord. This will be a special offering to the Lord. Then take them from Aaron and his sons and put them on the altar with the ram. Then burn everything on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet-smelling gift to the Lord. Then take the breasts from the ram Hold the breast of the ram before the Lord as a special offering. Then take it back and keep it. This part of the animal will be for you. Take the breast and the leg of the ram that was used to make that was used to make Aaron the high priest and make these parts holy. Then give these special parts to Aaron and his sons. The Israelites will always give Aaron and his sons these parts. These parts will always belong to the priests when the Israelites make an offering to the Lord. When they give these parts to the priests, it will be the same as giving them to the Lord. Save these special clothes that were made for Aaron and his descendants. They will wear this they will wear they will wear these clothes when they are chosen to be priests. Aaron's son will become the next high priest after him. That son will wear these clothes seven days when he comes to the meetings, when he comes to the meeting tent to serve in the holy place. Cook the meat from the ram that was used to make Aaron the high priest. Cook that meat in a holy place. Then Aaron and his sons must eat the meat at the front door of the meeting tent. And they must also make the bread that is in the that and they must also eat the bread that is in the basket. These offerings were used to take away their sins when they were made priests. Now they should eat these offerings. 
If any of the meat from the ram or any of the bread is left the next morning, then it must be burned. You must not eat the bread or the meat because it should be eaten only in a special way at a special time. You must do all these things for Aaron and his sons. You must do them exactly as I told you. The ceremony for appointing them to be priests must continue for seven days. You must kill one bull every day for seven days. This will be an offering for the sins of Aaron and his sons. You will use these sacrifices to make the altar pure and pour olive oil on the altar to make it holy. You will make the altar pure and holy for seven days. At the same time, the altar will be most holy. Anything that touches the altar will, be, will also be holy. Every day you must take an offering. Every day you must make an offering on the altar. You must kill two lambs that are one year old. Offer one lamb in the morning and the other in the evening. When you kill the first lamb, also offer eight cups of fine wheat flour. Mix that flour with one quart of the best oil. Also offer one quart of wine as an offering. When you kill the second lamb in the evening, also offer the eight cups of fine flour mixed with one quart of the best oil and offer one quart of wine. This is the same as you did in the morning. This will be a sweet-smelling gift to the Lord. When you, burn, when you burn this offering, he will smell it and it will please him. You must burn these things in a, as an offering to the Lord every day. Do this at the entrance of the meeting tent before the Lord. Continue to do this for all time. When you make the offering, I will meet you there and speak to you. I will meet with the, with, I will meet with the Israelites and at that place and my glory will make that place holy. So I will make the meeting tent and the altar holy. I will also make Aaron and his sons holy so that they can serve me as priests. I will live with the Israelites. I will be their God. The people will know that I am their God. They will know that I am the one who led them out of Egypt so that I could live with them. I am the Lord, their God. Make an altar from Asia wood. You will use this altar for burning incense. You must make the altar square one cubit long and one cubit wide. It must be two cubits high. There will be horns at the four corners. These horns must be made as one piece with the altar. Cover the top, the, the horns, and all four sides of the altar with pure gold. Then put gold trim all around the altar. Below this trim, there should be two gold rings. There should be two gold rings on opposite sides of the altar. These gold rings will be used with poles to carry the altar. Make the poles from Asia wood and cover them with gold. Put the altar just outside the special curtain that hangs in front of the box of agreement. So the altar will be in front of the mercy cover that is above the agreement. This is, a, this is the place where I will meet you.
Aaron must burn sweet-smelling incense on the altar every morning. He will do this when he comes to care for the lamps. He must burn incense again when he checks the lamps in the evening, so that the incense will be burned before the Lord every day forever. Don't use this altar for offering any other kind of incense or burnt offering or for any kind of grain offering or drink offering. Once a year, Aaron must make a special sacrifice. He will use the blood of the sin offering to erase the sins of the people. He will do this at the horns of this altar. This day will be called the Day of Atonement. And it will be a very special day for the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, Count the Israelites so that you will know how many people there are. Every time this is done, each man must make a payment for himself to the Lord so that nothing terrible would happen, will happen to the people. Each man who is counted must pay half shekel of silver. This half shekel is an offering to the Lord. Every man who is at least 20 years old must be counted, and every man who is counted must give the Lord this offering. The rich must not give more than half shekel, and the poor must not give less than half shekel. All people will make the same offering to the Lord. This will be a payment for life. Gather this money from the Israelites. Use the money for the service in the meeting tent. This payment will be a way for the Lord to remember his people. They will be paying for their own lives. The Lord said to Moses, Make a bronze bowl and put it on a bronze, on a bronze base. You will use this for washing. Put the bowl between the meeting tent and the altar. Fill the bowl with water. Aaron and his, and his sons must wash, must wash their hands and feet with the water from this bowl. Every time they enter the meeting tent, they must wash with that water so that they will not die. They must also wash every time they come near the altar to burn incense or to burn other gifts to the Lord. They must wash their hands and their feet so that they will not die. This will be a law that continues forever for Aaron and his people who will live in the future. Then the Lord said to Moses, Find the finest spices. Get 12 pounds of liquid myrrh, half that amount of sweet-smelling cinnamon, and 12 pounds of sweet-smelling cane, and 12 pounds of cassia. Use the official measure to measure all these things. Also get one gallon of, of olive oil. Mix all these things to make a special sweet-selling anointing oil. Pour this oil on the meeting tent and on the box of agreement. This will show that these things have a special purpose. Pour the oil on the table and on all the dishes on the table. And pour this oil on the lamp 
and on its and on all its tools. Pour the oil on the incense altar. Also pour the oil on the altar for burning offerings to God. Pour this oil on everything on that altar. Pour this oil on the bowl and on the base under the bowl. You will make all these things holy. They will be very special to the Lord. Anything that touches these things will become holy. Pour the oil on Aaron and his sons to show that they are separated from the rest of the people to serve as priests. Tell the Israelites that the anointing oil is holy. It must always be used only for men, only for me. This oil is holy and you must treat it as something special. Don't use the same formula for making perfume and don't let people use this oil like an ordinary perfume. Whoever makes a perfume like that and puts it on anyone except the priest must be separated from the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Get... Then the Lord said to Moses, Get these sweet-smelling spices, resin, onisha, galbanum, and pure frankincense. Be sure that you have equal amounts of these spices. Mix the spices together to make a sweet-smelling incense. Do this the same as a perfume maker would do it. Also mix salt with this incense. This will make it pure and special. Grind some of the incense until it becomes a fine powder. Put the powder in front of the holy box that holds the agreement. In the meeting tent. Let's read that again. Put the powder in front of the holy box that holds the agreement in the meeting tent. This is the place where I meet you. You must, you must use this incense powder only for when it's... A very special purpose. You must use it only in this special way for the Lord. You must also make it in a special way. Don't make it any other, don't make any other incense in this way. There may be people who will want to make some of this incense for themselves so that they can enjoy the smell, but whoever does it must be separated from the people. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the conclusion of the Bible talk. And we have reached the conclusion of episode 30. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm shot. I was just stretching. I'm yawning. It's 5.04 in the morning. I work at uh, 8.45. I'm working a 9 to 5. And uh, before I go, ladies and gentlemen, I just I just want you guys to hear that, uh, you know, I don't really like to talk about things because I don't really like to jinx them. But, you know, just pray for me, guys. Pray for me. Um, remember how I told you guys I'm looking for a job. You know, I'm on the hunt. I'm getting out of Best Buy. I got to go. I applied to Empire today. I was scheduled for an interview, but the lady called out. The lady called out. She said to reschedule. I picked a day. It wasn't good for her. She said the next week, and I didn't respond back. 
I didn't respond back because I felt like it was a sign that I shouldn't get that job. But Sunday, I had a horrible day at work. Well, it started off horrible. And, you know, it's trickled on to yesterday. And who knows how I might, how I might feel at work today. I don't know. But just know Sunday, I was, I was pissed off. I was pissed off and I applied to a job. I applied to a job that I was really excited about. Really excited about. I submitted the application. Hopefully they get back to me soon, but, you know, I just want to, it's, it's for a job at Equinox. It's for a job at a gym. You know, you get a base pay and you also get, you know, commission. And I have never been so excited, you know, to apply for a job or, you know, it's been tough for me on this journey, you know, applying to jobs and looking for what's out there. I didn't really get excited on any of the jobs that I applied for, but Equinox was the one I was really excited about. And, you know, I'm just praying and I want you guys to pray for me. And hopefully I get this job. Hopefully I get the interview, get a nice interview, and I work this job at Equinox. And, you know, hopefully I get it. And, um, you know, let's just pray. Let's pray right now. Let's pray together. Let's do it. In the name of the Lord, we call you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for always being with me. Thank you for, you know, always allowing me to live another day. I know you're I know you're in there working magic. I know you're in there working magic. I know you're always taking care of me. But Lord, I just want to pray for this new job opportunity that I, you know, applied for. I pray that, you know, I get an interview. I pray that I I will I I'm able to get the job. I pray that I'm able to get the job. I pray that you give me strength. That you give me the luck. That you give me the wisdom to get this job. I, I pray God. I pray to you, God. And I also pray for thanking you for allowing me to get the 30 episodes of Sports with Jesus. I thank you for giving me all these nice fans. I thank you. For everything you've done, Lord, I'm always grateful. But I pray to I pray to you, Lord, that I get this job at Equinox and I could, you know, start a new journey in my working career and in my life. You know, meet some new people, be around a different environment. But Lord, please, I pray, you know, that I get this job. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Oh, okay. You know, my prayer game is all right. You know, it's getting up there. But guys, you know, thank you for thank you for, for tuning in, for sticking with me. Episode 30. We made it to episode 30, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for sticking it out. Thank you guys for being me, being with me for the whole hour and 40 minutes. Appreciate you guys. Catch you guys on the next one. Episode 31. Flippity flip coming this week.
Marco's out. 